Living Holistically Well with Dr. Annette West. Again, we will have a myriad of topics, interviews, and engaging words of thought to share with you this season. The purpose of this show is to help us build up our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And I just want to give a shout out to Creative Common for allowing the show the use of their jazz instrumental, Smooth Jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Annette West's topic for today. Hey, everyone. So, hey, it's a new week. Dr. Annette West here, Living Holistically Well. We have with us this week a great interviewer that we had a little logistical issues with last week, but... On this week, I want to welcome to the show, Rachel Ogunawa. Did I say that correct? Yeah, you're correct. Okay, great. Well, welcome to the show, Rachel. Good afternoon. We are in the afternoon. Yeah, good day, everyone. I'm glad to be here today to talk to you people. And I sh- I'm very sure we have a wonderful time together. Stay yes. tuned. Yes. So um, I want everybody to know that we are interviewing today, Rachel, who is in Nigeria, Nigeria, Africa. So that's that's a great blessing when we get to connect with people, our family. All over the world. (laughs) And Rachel is a veterinarian by profession. She is a veterinarian. So she takes care of all of our little fur babies and she's also in the ministry and she shares on marriage. And so she is going to share with us some insights on today. And I look forward to uh, hearing what she has to say. And I'm sure it'll be some great um, information that we can pass on uh, to others. So Rachel, tell us, you're a veterinarian by trade. You're also a minister of God's word. Um, how does your life flow with these two entities going forward? Okay. Um, I started as a veterinarian before I got married. I started as a veterinarian before I started having kids. So I'd already mastered the art of multitasking by the time ministry came. <laughs> so over the years, I've not allowed anyone to suffer. And I also noticed too, for example, pregnancy, breastfeeding, babyhood, there's times when I have to pause one for the other. Then the other factor that helps me is because is that I'm, I'm, I have my personal veterinary 
uh, establishment. So I can give roles to people and then go for administration. There's somebody at the background doing some other stuff while I attend to my home. But all in all, that's why the fact that veterinary medicine is bringing money to my pocket. Ministry is my passion. So I two things are driving me, and it's not like no anyone is forcing me. Like I have to resume to work and sign. <laughs> two things are driving me. There is special veterinary practice because when I'm with the animals, I feel good. So I've been able to use my 24 hours. Sometimes I'll have to work late into the night. Some many times I have to wake up in the midnight to pray. I don't play with my prayers and my word moments with God. So by that, you know. I receive strength from the Lord. I receive wisdom. Things I'm supposed to do for, say, one week, two weeks. Because God is involved, I get to do it and get my and achieve my goals. I, I see God helping me also. It's all by power. And I think that's, that's good for us to know that, you know, we may have a profession, a job that we do. For instance, I'm a college professor. But in being a college professor, I'm still a child of God, and who I am in the Lord goes everywhere with me. So it's not like I put the Lord down. The Lord is with me even in my business dealings. The Lord is with you even in your veterinarian practice. Hey, and Rachel, we just um, listeners just know that um, there may be some technical difficulties at times. Okay of our um, distance from each other. We're about 5,000 and some uh, miles away from each other trying to talk. Oh. So bear with any um, disconnects that go forward. But Rachel, as I was saying, um, we tend to, well, not that we tend to, but we are, we are connected to the Lord. And in our connection with the Lord, that connection is with us at all times, no matter what profession we're in. I was saying that as, as children of the Lord, we have a relationship. Relationship transcends everything that we do. So even in your profession of being a veterinarian, you you still have the love of the Lord and you have that that is needed in dealing with the animals and dealing with the people that work there, just like in dealing in the ministry outside. Yes, 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 yes. I see myself fulfilling. I mean, I see myself touching lives because it's only the animals. I deal with the owners. The, we call them clients over here. I deal with the clients too. One interact. I have interaction with them. The driver. I mean, the person taking care of the dog. The person giving them feed. So it's it's more or less like another another puppy. That's influence good. people. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you you do, okay, a couple of things. You have a um, I think it's called Sims. Yes, yeah, on Facebook. Tell us, about, tell us about that. Oh, okay. Some years ago, three years ago, 
I I just got the the strong burden on me to okay I've been counseling people a bit here and there here and there but I just felt I had a strong feeling that okay I need to leave my immediate carcass I needed to reach out to more people in church uh, my junior colleagues in school they've they'll come to me please about this about that I want to I wanted to talk to me then I noticed that I had to most times I will copy and paste advice. Then I just felt that oh, since I've been since there is a record of this particular, I've been I'm already becoming a solution to a to a trend of problem. So I just oh, let me open up singles engage. We will start with singles engage and about to marry. But fortunately and um, glory to God, they got married. So we had to change it to singles engaged and married so you know when when i make posts there many of them will read it and when i maybe out of shame i don't know they will come to me like nicodemus and come for their own personal counsel so that's how the group the group grew they invited other people that we had prayer out no wonderful prayer meetings we had fasting we had conferences we invited people to talk and it became a household name that's for same. Then it was last year, the vision came for Avila Avens. Avila Avens is a ministry of comfort because um, after I started same, people invited me to preach, to minister with regards to relationship. But I now noticed that in my local church, there were other needs I had to attend to, which was not under the tag relationship. So I started doing that with the women ministry, with the campus ministry and all that. Then I noticed, you know, God gave us more than, some people more than one talent. So I noticed I had to develop myself too. It's not about marriage, marriage, marriage. So I started praying, reading books, and then I noticed that God really wanted to use me for things above um, relationship. So it started last year, January. One of my mentors who, by the grace of God, has seen um, the way God has been using me. So she drew closer to me. This blessed day, she called me that um, um, the, the, the wife, uh, the abort husband raped her and she had taken poison. And I was far away from her. You know, it's, it's not something like I can just rush down or take a flight and go and meet her. I just knew I had to send prayers. I, I had to make sure my faith was strong. You know, this, that faith that worked for you and worked for the, the casualty. I had to pray. I was calling her intermittently till the day broke. I bound, I, I had to tell her, okay, oh yeah, go to hospital, let's do this, let's do that. And to the glory of God, she survived the, the poisoning. But God, you honest, God did something in me that night because I saw the passion that was what brought us brought up ministry of comfort and ever since then i've been um praying for people i mean they get their healing i've been the counseling now is not about marriage alone about situations of life psychological financial and then to the glory of god we started having outreaches we went to the prison we went to minister comfort to them we went to the hospital we went to orphanage so you know the vision is getting bigger and I trust the God of the vision to see the me vision through. 
The vision sounds like in Matthew where the great commission is given, that the word is not just for where you are, but there's something that you have to offer others and expand, yes. expand expansion of territory. So that that yes. is great. And I think like you, you know, like you said, there are so many people who who need comfort. There are so many people oh, who need things. There are so many people who need some type of and I mean, look, we need to be encouraged. Encouragement. Sometimes we have yes. to be like, uh, we, have, we have to be like a David where we have to learn how to encourage ourselves sometimes depending on what's yes, going on. But yes, it's, all, yes. it's still always good to be able to have connections with um, people who you see walking in the things of the Lord and they are able to let their light shine in the midst of so much darkness in the world. And you know, yes, so what you're yes. doing is is very um is very much needed is very um powerful and um you were talking about that prayers of uh healing and and having and having that faith and that's something yeah. that people have to learn is that you know there is really power in our prayer and prayer yeah, prayer is the essential element of everything else when we pray yeah. It opens up the kingdom. It opens up. It opens up the way. And so it's important that we learn how to, no matter what we're called to do, no matter how we're called to do it, as you said, we that pray. is prayer. essential. It's essential. Yes. So I want to yes. uh, talk a bit about your book, but I want the okay. readers, the listeners and the viewers to know um, Rachel is actually the author of six ebooks, and she's going to share on one of those ebooks with us on today. And we'll make sure you get her information um, in the write up and at the end of the show, so that you can get a copy of this as well. But I want her to talk from her book, The Early Years of Mary. And the reason I think this is so good. Um, when you were talking about you ministered initially to the single and then to, yes. you know, then then to those who were thinking about getting married. Well, eventually they did yes. get married. So you had to be, yes. you know, you had to be available to them as as well. And so um share with us, because I know we have different phases in our lives and in our, and even when we get married, there are different phases in marriage. Speak to us as to someone, first of all, who's thinking about getting married, some insight for them. And then for that person, those, that couple who has gotten married, what they can do to develop and grow. Okay, all right. My sixth book, All Years of Marriage, I talked about so many things that will happen after the altar. Most couples prepare vigorously for the big day, forgetting that they are, that day is just a single day. Marriage is several and multiple days afterwards. So by then they come back from honeymoon, they start seeing a lot of things unfolding and then they cringe, they get scared, they get, be that, oh, nobody told them about this. 
That's why I compiled um, the book, Early Years of Marriage. You know, as, as, uh, as a lady or as a guy, let me talk. I will talk on both sides now. There is something that attracted you to your spouse. You most probably love the strength of your spouse. But after marriage, you will see other things aside the strength. You will see his strength. You will see his weaknesses. In fact, even if you spend 10 years coding, there are still several things you will not get to know until when you get into that marriage properly. So, so <clears throat> irrespective of whether you dated or maybe it was courtship or there's a church committee, there's a protocol, maybe there were books you read, irrespective of whatever happened, marriage will still throw some storms at you. So it now depends on the foundation that was laid. Like I do say that um, two people are building, building. One is building on the rock, another, another person is building on the sand. Both of them are giving equal amounts of work and energy. That's the truth. Every, anybody passing by will say, oh, they are doing this work. They are using quality materials. They are using professional um, personnel, blah, blah, blah. But it's only, the only those who were present when they started the foundation will know that, oh, this world was on the rock. This one was on the, on the sound. So they'll finish the house, paint it up, furnish it, and move in. But there will come a day where storms will start, I mean, wind will blow, storms will rage. That's how we now know how they started. So when I meet with singles, I tell them, have a good foundation. And what's the foundation as Christians? Jesus Christ is a solid foundation. I like talking about the God factor that, oh, marriage, you need love, you need patience, you need understanding. But there is one factor, which is the God factor. Jesus Christ, the solid rock. So when you, when I now get to meet up with people that are already married, it might look as if, oh, it's too late. Uh, you didn't build on the solid rock, but there's still hope for them. They can still involve God in their marriage. So either I'm talking to the singles, or I'm talking to the engaged. In fact, for the engaged, I even tell them, watch out for red flags. Trash out issues that looks infinitesimal, but, but can, which can erupt and blow up in marriage. So let me ask you a question. Um, when okay. you're talking to those who are thinking about getting married, okay. do, you, um, do you counsel them through a process? Like, do you have a certain amount of times that you meet with them and talk about things in advance of their getting married and maybe bring those type of questions to the table that they would have to, they could address now instead of after the marriage? Yes, 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 I've been able to do that. Well, majority of my um, counselors are female because I'm the, I'm the female. Then they are from the group. The same group is basically for female. But I've noticed severally that the, those ladies will tell their fans to reach out to me. Then there are sometimes, they will, if it, for example, if you say chats, they will tell me, okay, my fans also read it and I decided to adjust. I can remember a particular case. The lady came running to me about how they manage their finance after, after the wedding. And then what the guy was bringing to the table was not comfortable for the lady. And I guess she met up with people 
who counted her to I just accept it. But she knew deep down within her that she wasn't happy. And then she told her friends that, oh, I would, I would get across to Rachel Luguso. And she came to me. According to the leading of the Holy Spirit, I counseled her. She, reached, she, got, she gave the guy the feedback and he was happy with it. So after the wedding, she even, you know, most times I can't tell people and forget, you know, it happens. But they will reach back to you, sharing testimony of how your counsel helped them. So most times, I, I would just say 50, more than 50% I do with the ladies. The chairs can now decide to come to me, no problem. I don't have any issues. That's good because I know sometimes I connect with people who say, you know, like my ministry is to the women and I'm not going to deal with men. So I think it's really good. Uh, even though uh, you may I do to women, you will minister to whoever the Lord sends. To help yes, you. yes, that's, yes. That's yeah, yes. Yeah. There was even a particular case of a guy, of a brother who was seriously confused. He kept proposing to a sister for almost three years and she kept saying no. No, no. So I followed him through to the extent where he was able to let go because he was still having feelings for the for the lady. I counseled him to see he was able to let go and then he proposed to another sister. Meanwhile, the sister has been waiting. You know, oh no, you know that frustration. <laughs> so I've had dealings with brothers too. I I, I have record of that. <laughs> Good. So um so I guess I would ask you, if you're dealing with married people who are already married, they're already okay. and they haven't okay. gone through any counseling, and now they find themselves maybe starting to go through some things, how do you engage them? Or, well, let me ask this. Is it normally that one of them comes to you first, and then maybe the other one will come, or will both of them come? Um, like I said, I know, for example, that group I talked about, you know, after the wedding, they will, they would go for honeymoon. Then some will call me during honeymoon. They will be like, oh, uh, <laughs> my iron is not breaking. Some will call, I'm feeling funny. Is it pregnancy? Some, there was even one that called that, oh, I want to, uh, I want to engage in some days fasting, but my sweetheart is asking for sex, blah, blah, blah. And I was oh, you fast by in the morning, I most probably break by six o'clock. Eh, do the do now. <laughs> do the do at midnight. Then I, I will hear the husband call back that, oh, thank you. You understand? So <laughs> it happens, it happens, it happens. Well, I guess the good thing is, you must be doing a great job because people are letting you know what that is. Yes. Some of us may be seed planters. Some of us may plant the seeds and never see the harvest, never see the fruition of it. But at least yes. it's good when you do get to hear some of the fruitful outcomes yes. of, of your sharing truth, sharing the word, sharing um, your life example, you know, sharing... Um, examples with them you know to help them yes. um on the on their journey yes and i feel it's a privilege i feel so humbled that they can confide in me i feel so humbled so as you talk to um um couples um can you share with us like a few of the shockers 
that, that, that some of them have had after they've been married just a little bit of time. We, we know that, you know, they'll always do something that's different yes. than, that you didn't know about. But can you share with yes. us a couple of shockers that have come out? Okay. Um, I can remember that of um, I mean, I mean, virginity stuff. The lady didn't know it was, both of them were doctors too. They didn't know it was going to be as tough like that because the lady started bleeding. She was bleeding seriously. And then she was like, what is it that? She was asking that, is it that I have cancer or congenital problem? What happened? She was scared. And then the, the, the guy, the husband had to quickly rush to a pharmacy to go and purchase a drug and had to give her, <laughs> imagine, see honeymoon. And then she was, she said she was, oh. <laughs> she was really scared. Ah, ah. Am I normal? And then the brother, the husband was like, ah, is this how it happens? Both of them were confused. So when she chatted me up that night, I was just like, no, cool down. It's one of those things, they are normal. And then it went on fine. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times um, when, when we do um, premar premarital counseling, for instance, counseling before they get married, there's just so many little things that you don't think to talk about. We don't about. talk about, exactly. Yes. You, know? you understand. Then even the counselor might talk about it, but the couples, they didn't take, they didn't take it serious. They just swing it over that, oh, no, it's no big deal. And then when it happens, they'll be like, oh, and they talk the body, but we didn't take it serious. That it's happened. So so share with us, in your book, you talk about the different stages of, of, of a marriage. Um, share yes. with us the, uh, a little bit on the embryonic stage and then a bit on the maturity stage. And then also, mm -hmm. does one ever revert back or once mature, always mature? Okay. Um, this question reminds me of the, um, the vow. I talked about the vow. So whatever stage you are in, I believe in the fact that you must cleave. Until there is cleaving, I believe you are seeing the embryonic stage. You know, that time when you have to start, you would misunderstand each other, you would, you would, you would just wonder, oh, why is this man not understanding me? I'm giving all the love, he's not reciprocating, I'm showing this, giving this. Is this what you promised me? That is still the embryonic stage. But the maturity stage is when things happen, offenses come, but you've stabilized. Like, you now have, you understand, there's, there's now um, a level of understanding. There's a level of um, patience, tolerance. There's a level, not because things are not happening. They are happening, but it's not making you to think of the, the word divorce. It's not making you to, to maybe like, hate each other, wound each other, hurt each other. Things happen, but there is no forbearance. You, you now have thick skin that, oh, in this marriage, we are, we are in it together. And then you remember your vows, because you can't just pull your ends and expect your marriage to grow. You remember your vows, okay, I promise to cherish, I promise to submit, I promise to love him in sickness, in health, day or night. So by and by, you feed, you feed it, you feed it, you nurture, you nurture till it gets to the um, maturity stage. So um, what about in a marriage when someone comes to you and they say, um, I seem to be doing everything. My spouse doesn't do anything. 
um, um, I feel like they're taking advantage of me. How would you speak to to her or him, whichever one it is? Because really, submission is is on both sides of the coin. So how would yeah. you speak? How would you speak to the person that comes to you and says, "I feel like I'm being taken advantage of in this marriage." Yeah, yeah. The truth is, um, no matter how they try to paint what is happening. We might not, okay, something, I might say, okay, this has happened in my marriage. Oh, Mr. A, Mr. and Mrs. A came around, so, so, so happened in their marriage. Mr. and Mrs. B came around, so, so, so happened. But there is no way two marriages can be the same. So when they come, they will just paint the picture to favor them. I, I always trust the Holy Spirit because in, in most times, it's even the guilty one that is usually more... <laughs> audible so when when people talk i just trust the holy spirit and we, however the holy spirit tell me to intervene but basically i'll start from the scriptures it might just be the story of adam and eve that will come to my mind it might be the story of um you know you know how the holy spirit does this well. you god will just put something into your mouth that will sink deep <laughs> into yeah into them such that they would come down and there are some, there's something I'm even trying to do now. Whoever comes for counseling, I tell them to read a book mm -hmm. peculiar to that their situation, such that it won't be like I'm just throwing words on a soul that is not fatal. You know, when they've read the book, by the time they come back to you, the words you speak will now fall on fatal ground and will yield food. So I ask basically, this marriage do you want it to work because there is no point if you don't want it to work whatever advice i give you feel i'm being partial but if you want the marriage to work then i would then try and and of course i wouldn't i won't openly cite anyone i would not be partial as i'm talking to this person i talk to this person you you, you don't expect your spouse to love you when you are not submitting. You don't expect your, you, you, of course, you should expect this reaction because of this. And then, by and by, at the end of the counseling section, uh, they would have realized the course of the problem. And then they will also know that they have a part to play. It's very important. They have a part to play. So you mentioned the, the you mentioned um, the, the curse. Um, and in your book, you talk about the curse of, um, I think it was demonic manipulation. Okay. Okay. Speak, speak, speak to that. Okay. Oh, you know, the spiritual controls the physical. A Christian that does not understand that there are powers, there are principalities, there are strong goods, there are rulers, they, you know, any Christian that don't, uh, it's not like we should magnify their power. No, I'm not saying that. God is the most powerful. But we should also understand that as we are human beings, God has given us um, the power and authority. If we don't use this power and authority, there are other beings, I mean, other spirits that will manipulate. So um, aside the fact that there are things, there are situations that come because of our undoing, there are still some that come, either you do good or not, things will happen. Okay, let me cite an example. Oh, you got married to a tall, dark, and handsome guy, and you felt all would be well. Don't you? Okay, let's imagine it this way. This guy, this wonderful guy, this um, um, enterprising guy, this 
cute guy, this cool guy. There are several ladies also interested in him. And even if they are not witches, if they are not wizards, the thought of their art, you know how powerful our thoughts are. They might just be imagined, oh, ah, she got married to him. I should be the one. I would have been the one. Uh, maybe that uh, that might would not work. It's uh, it's you know that kind of evil evil thoughts that now magnify itself to become trouble. So either people think evil towards the marriage or not. You should know that there are forces of darkness that don't want any marriage to succeed, especially marriages that have a purpose to fulfill. There will definitely be arrows thrown. So when you have that consciousness that oh. This marriage, okay. Another one is someone who has a role, like a purpose to fulfill. Aside the fact that there are people that really, that would have loved to get married to that person too, they will not want that purpose to be fulfilled. Let's look at the the marriage of Mary and Joseph. Imagine what they went through. They, they would have loved for that marriage not to work out, such that Jesus would Jesus's assignment would be tampered with. That's another thing. Okay, let me give another example. Ben Carson. Ben Carson, you know, despite everything that happened, God helped his mom and she still fulfilled her purpose as a mother and brought up that wonderful neurosurgeon. So we should just look at it that every marriage will have an enemy. We have one enemy, either uh, enemy of the mind, of the thoughts, principally the power, that don't want that marriage to work because of two of you and then because of the fruits you will bring to the world. So that's why we have to be, we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. As a family, hold yourself together. Uh, God's principle is one plus one being one. Be prayerful. Be sensitive. Be spiritually sensitive. Be spiritually alert. You don't get into my and just relax. I have money in the bank. I have a good paying job. I'm, I have kids. No, 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 no. Every moment, every time you have to be alert because the devil is going to and fro. <laughs> well, the, devil the devil is going to and fro. He is always on his job. <laughs> ah, we are, yeah, he's not lazy. He's going to Afro seeking whom to divorce. And I pray we will not divorce in Jesus' name. And I think, you know, well, I don't think, I know that, you know, we have to be ever so mindful how, how, we, how we build, how we build our relationships because the enemy is always trying to get a foothold in. Mm. All, always, because he understands that First of all, there's power in God's children to start with. But when we connect with someone, there's even greater power in numbers. And so it's like, yes. no, that's a major force for me to reckon with. Let me see what I can do to get up in their minds. Because we know everything mm. starts with the minds, thought processes. Yes, yes. Our, mind, our minds under subjection is, is so important. And I'm sure you talk a lot about that to people that you counsel because all their crazy thoughts are here. <laughs> yeah and so yeah. um you won't believe our time is 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 winding down but wow, um, wow yeah it is but um i want you to before we close i want you to share <clears throat> um and i'm also going to post your link as i said um how they can get a copy of your ebook and i also want you to leave a final thought with someone who is going to read your book um perspective that they will gain like why you need to read this book 
Okay, okay. You know why you need to read this book? Number one, either either you are still single, help you to make choices based on the fact that marriage, there is real life. You drop your fantasy, you will see the real life in it. That's number one. Then if you are engaged, it will also help you to discuss vital issues, bring you from finances, relocation, and every other thing that might cause, that might come to you as a shocker. By the time you read the books, you'll see real life situation, and then you'll be prepared accordingly. Then for those who are married, um, I would really love with that it's, it's going to be your company during honeymoon. You get to read it together and then share your thoughts before situations come so that you'll be prepared. Then if you're already a few years in marriage, you will read it and, and you will judge yourself. I will see in the embryonic stage or we are now in a much stage. So whichever stages you are, you can then decide, oh, this is what we are not doing right. Let's take, let's make it, okay, let's read our vows. Let's work on our vows. Let's take the, uh, the uh, marriage tonic, okay, uh, the love languages, forgiveness, trust. In short, you will see several tools that will help you and will make your marriage get to the maturity stage. Yes, so to, to purchase, um, there's a link for purchase uh, it will be added to the video, to the podcast. You just, you just have to click on it, pay, and then you download. And I would love to hear your feedback too. And they can get, it'll be, they will be making payment through PayPal? Yes, yes, yes. Very good, very good. And so, ugh, this has been good. I want to thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you so much. Um, I'm reading your book now trying to get it finished. It's really good. Um, and one of the things I like about um, talking to you is that you get to share with the listeners here in the United States that the same kind of stuff that go on here with people trying to make decisions and relationships and marriage, it happens everywhere in the world. It's happening everywhere, yes. Like, there's nothing, you know, sometimes people think, different. oh, it's just happening here. But no, people are having the same type of issues, concerns, discussions throughout the world. Yeah, that's what I noticed too. You know, this love, this love issue, you know, everybody wants to love, but they're not loving the right way. That's why we're having casualties. It's general. Yeah. It's, it, love sometimes just becomes a word. It's yes, just a word yes. people use instead of a heartfelt connection with people. Yes. That we as leaders get to get to live, and so people mm. get to see the example in us, and we hope that the example that we have that they will connect with that example in the Lord. So I want to thank you again Thanks. for being on the show today, and just thank you, Mom. Just how, just know how much I appreciate you, and thank we you, Mom. We are definitely going to connect again. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You're very pleasant. As we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe on your favorite platform so you will receive notifications for this show. Share a comment and give a five-star rating. 
Join the mailing list at DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org. And while there, check out what's going on in our world. Also, purchase a copy of Dr. West's newest book, Holistic Wellness, Mind, Body, Spirit, on DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org and Amazon. Don't forget to follow Dr. West on social media. Mm.